welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Base Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. How has your return been <laughs> yeah. to daily normal life? After a solid month being away, <laughs> um, I, I have to say I do, I, I had to really put my head down, but I feel pretty on top of things now. I have yeah. some trips coming up that I'm so excited for them to travel because they've been either really long lead times or it's been, you know, the third rebooking. So happy to get those crossed off my list. Oh, um, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm actually feeling pretty good. How about you? Same. Um, I wasn't gone for an entire month like you, but, um, you know, 10 days total for the Croatia trip. And typically, whenever I'm gone, I feel like, on the trip, I am not as present because I'm dealing with work-related things and then things just, um, you know, start piling up. And so by the time I get back home, it's just like, oh my God, I still have all these things I need to take care of. Um, But as I've grown in the business and developed more as a business owner, I feel like I've been trying to fix that and change that. So I'm not in that same position every single time because it is awful. And I know a lot of travel advisors know what I'm talking about. Yep. So, um, I've been closing my calendar, um, for at least a week prior to any trip. So that way, I can focus on existing clients, deliverables, people who are about to travel so nothing falls to the cracks. Um, but now, this time around, I have an assistant, um, How and I know I've mentioned her, and you probably, Corrine, remember me talking about how she's been helping me out so much. I don't know what it was on the Croatia trip. The day that I was supposed to leave the U.S. to go to Croatia get a notification from a client that she tested positive and has to quarantine in Italy. Okay. That was just the start of that morning. And then every single client traveling had some kind of issue for the first like three or four days of the trip. And I was just like, what's going on? What's going on? Like something's going on with the stars, like something's in retrograde. I don't really know what is happening, but having how to be there to take care of those issues was such a relief for me. And prior to going on a trip, of course I prepped her. I, you know, we went through the status of every single client who might be traveling, who um, might be leaving while I was away, gave her all the contact information, just you know, gave her all the information she needed to take care of any potential issues. Um, And that really came in handy because she was able to figure out how to solve these problems. And just to give you an example, I had a client who was booked to go to Alaska on Celebrity. They were leaving in less than a week. Um, And this this announcement of their cruise being canceled happened while we were in Croatia. And I was just like, what the heck? And so they wanted to still travel. 
rebooked them on another celebrity cruise within that similar time frame. We just upped it by a couple of days and they were able to get their vacation days fixed. But how I was able to call celebrity, get the new one, you know, re- get the funds moved to the new sailing, rebooked the airlines, booked their new transfers. She figured out how to do that because she said, I just have the tools. Like I, I could call in and just get it figured out. And I asked her after I came back, we had our weekly call yesterday. And I said, during that entire time, you know, did you ever feel overwhelmed? I want to get some feedback from you to see how, um, you know, I could better help you with these situations or, you know, just to give some, get some feedback. And she was like, honestly, I wasn't overwhelmed at all because I knew you would respond to things within a few hours. And I also had the information to figure it out myself. So well, that I can speak for myself and I, yeah, <laughs> I think I can speak for myself and many of the people listening. So, so jealous because it's one thing to be able to hire someone to help you with background stuff behind the scenes, but to have mm-hmm. an assistant who actually can speak to clients and speak to suppliers, that is chef's kiss. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Now I am just, I will look at my travels a bit more differently. I feel like I won't be as nervous to go mm-hmm. on fams and other work related trips because I know there's some support available at home. And I know I speak for a lot of travel advisors too. When I say like, we have a difficult time delegating and trusting other people to take care of issues. And especially Virgos um, in this like case, us. <laughs> yes. And in this case, I told how I was like, I, trust you so much now. Like you have made me, um, you've allowed me to see that you're able to handle these issues without me needing to hold your hand through it all. So, uh, such an amazing experience in terms of that. I didn't like all the changes that had me in a panic, but I'm glad I had some kind of support, um, at home. Awesome. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. What's up first? Uh, Travel Weekly article, and I know a lot of us have seen this. It's hurdles ahead for advisors. I love and a lot of these image. hurdles. Yeah, she's jumping over a hurdle. Yeah. So a lot of these hurdles are not ahead. We are here. (laughs) These hurdles are here. Um, As travel ramps up, travel professionals face a slew of challenges, including staffing shortages, burnout, high prices, and low availability. We are here. The hurdles are here. Uh, It says the pandemic presented perhaps the biggest test for the trade. Perhaps my patootie. It is definitely the biggest test for the trade. And first there was the shrieking halt to all travel. Then came the rebooking cycle again and again, often with no compensation for advisors who are typically paid at or shortly after the client's time of travel. And although many signs are now pointing to a period of meaningful recovery, many agencies are busier than ever. Serious challenges remain. First, the good news. Recent data from Allianz Partners, which analyzed over 1 million travel itineraries, found that summer travel will be up 16% this year compared with the last, and travel to Europe this summer will soar 600% year over year. 600%. And I think you and I both having been to Europe recently, 
it is, it, it, there is some stress involved. You know, there's always like, what forms do I need to fill out? What it's easier than it has been, but you're still nervous about forms and tests and where to find tests. And, you know, the EMED, which you eased my mind about, I was nervous. It was my first time doing the EMED Binax test. Oh, it was so easy. I actually so took a picture easy. of one of my boxes and noted it with some red arrows and circled things so I can send to my clients. Oh yeah, that is such a great it. idea. Yeah. Um, but it's intimidating and it can be frustrating. Um, and I'm certainly nervous with my clients traveling to Europe, making sure they schedule their tests. Yeah, I would definitely say to pay attention to the airlines like Travel Ready Center. I think United is called Travel Ready and then Delta, it's called Fly Delta. American has Verify, mm-hmm. and I will say that because of the Travel Ready Center on United, I didn't know this, but Germany does not accept one dose vaccines as being considered fully vaccinated. So I have J and J. My husband has J and J. Even though we were both boosted, they did not see that as fully vaccinated. Like I would have had to get another Pfizer shot for them to be, to, for them to see it as being fully vaccinated because it's two dose. So we were connecting through Frankfurt and, um, the Germany requires you to meet those same restrictions, even though you're connecting and not staying overnight. And so last minute I was like, Oh my God, I, I can't, you know, I was trying to upload the uh, COVID required documents and I saw that J&J was not one of the options for the vaccine. And I, that's when I figured out, I'm like, we're just going to get tested. Um, really easy. Walgreens, the same kind of ID now test that I've been doing this entire time and just had that and yep. everything was fine. But that was like a last moment of panic. And imagine if I did not upload my documents beforehand, I would not have known and I would have had some issues potentially at the airport. <laughs> so definitely a, a time to pay attention. Right. And that's for just for us. So then when, mm-hmm. when it's our clients, I just get more nervous. Did they read yeah. everything? Did they, you know, mm-hmm. there's only so much handholding you can do. Right. But let's talk about the next challenge, which is inadequate supplier staffing. Um, six hour hold times. There are smaller DMCs and boutique suppliers that have have shut down right now. They are not accepting new inquiries until they can catch up. That's the point we're at. Um, which honestly is smart, but it's very frustrating for people trying to get business done and wanting to use their trusted supplier and they can't because of the timing. It's so strange. And it's so funny how clients think everyone's desperate to sell travel. <laughs> quite the opposite right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but our friend Susie Schreiner, who is actually the person who put together our trip to Croatia, is quoted in this article saying, the biggest challenge is actually just getting the business done because the suppliers that we're working with are trying to rebound and that's giving us all kinds of tactical issues. Long hold times await an agent trying to do, well, almost anything offline, she said, get a quote, facilitate special booking requests and beyond. It's rare to find a supplier without hold times of several hours. And in fact, while she was talking to the Travel Weekly reporter, she was sitting on hold. (laughs) (laughs) 
She was like, I'm not even worried about it because they're not going to answer for at least an hour. (laughs) Oh, Susie. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Well, the thing is they are trying to staff up as quickly as they can, but you can't just throw someone on the phone. Although sometimes I feel like I'm talking to somebody they just grabbed off the street. It's important, by the way, to just ask questions until you're sure of the answer because. Right. And while I, while we were in Croatia and how I was trying to rebook the cruise that had been canceled, I received the email that had been canceled. My client received an email that it had been canceled. Hal called in his celebrity and the person on the phone was like, it still shows that it's open. It doesn't show that it's canceled and they wouldn't move the funds. And Hal was like, listen, it's canceled. We have the documentation. And so she had to ask to speak to someone else mm-hmm. to get that done. So it's hiring new staff, but also training them and making sure that they are giving you the correct information. Because I know many times we have to just clarify, like, let me just get this straight. Like you're saying X, Y, Z. And when we've been doing it for a while, sometimes we know that the person on the other line is not correct. And how do we navigate that? And poor things who don't know any better and take that word as the gospel, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a labor shortage everywhere, though. And so it isn't just the people that answer the phones at the supplier. You've got shortages at airports and um, airport staff going on strike yes. because they're being overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. Pilot shortages. I mean, it is like a huge domino effect. Right. I'm getting so scared with all of these flight cancellations. It's just out of control. Mm-hmm. Um but everyone's doing the best they can to get past it from what I can tell. Right. And um, the labor shortages also bleed into agencies um, like travel Mm -hmm. agencies. So this article states that in fact, the boom in travel combined with staff shortages means that agencies are in some cases turning away business. They don't have the bandwidth to handle. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of us are feeling the pinch and the squeeze. It's just like, are you able to take on a trip that, pre-COVID you'd be able to take on, but now you're just overwhelmed. Your team is overwhelmed. Your suppliers are overwhelmed. Are you able to take that particular trip? Also in terms of properties like hotels and resorts, those are understaffed and they're overpriced because they're trying to make up revenue in order to hire more staff. It's like a vicious circle. So you're seeing a lot of things like people complaining, you know, it takes forever to get a drink Things are being cleaned up quickly. I ordered room service three hours ago um, and the prices are so crazy. Yesterday I was helping a family. I've been helping them for about a week. It's last minute. It's July. They want a week. It's a family of four in one room. So, you know, that's more limited. And by the time they answer me every single time, the price would go up a thousand dollars or the room category would be gone. We finally nailed it down yesterday, but the price went up $1,000 in under two hours, $1,000, two fifty per person. Yeah. And it, I feel, you know, even though we're trying to separate emotions from facts, when it's that significant, it's hard when you're giving that information to react or not react when your client is upset and disappointed because a thousand plus dollars, it's, it's a lot. And I know I was working with a honeymooning couple and it was just 
the timing the supplier would take to return a quote and the timing for them to figure out what it is they wanted. The pricing went through the roof um, and they ended up paying that amount because they said, I just feel like we have no choice now but to book this because everything is going up so high. And I do feel bad to a certain extent, but I have to remember that it's not my fault. I have to tell them like, the price is the price, right? And they set this price and people are paying it, which is why they continue to keep the price the way it is. People are paying it. Right. Well, luckily, when she came to me, I was like, listen, this is last minute. Inventory is very slippery. Prices are all over the place. This may be a little bit frustrating, but we'll get there. So um, she she didn't give me any pushback. She understood. And yesterday when that happened, I immediately went to the flight matrix. I found the next best week date-wise for flights. Um, and And she was on it. So I think there's a lot to be said for just being honest, even though you, you know, you don't have to be afraid that they're just going to go off somewhere else. And even right. if they do, right. that kind of frustration isn't really worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you just let them know to expect things are going to be tricky, we're going to need quick responses in yeah. order to nail this down. You've got a family of four last minute for peak season, you know, mm-hmm. they get it. But if they, go into it not having a clue and then right. suddenly you're like, oh, the price is up. Oh, the room is gone. Oh, the price is up even more. Then they get frustrated because it's like they're being blindsided. Yeah. And not being in the industry every day, regular consumers don't have an idea that this is what's going on. And like you mentioned before, they're thinking that there are deals out there because no one's traveling or they think that everyone wants to be selling all their travel products. And so there are deals out there to be had. Um, not not the case. Um, this article ha- uh, quotes an agent saying, things are so overpriced and understaffed, setting expectations for clients is challenging when they're spending 2000 2500 for a room that was three years ago uh, going for 400 or 500 And there's half the number of staff. Right. You're paying more for less. Yeah, pay more for the same. Like, not even the same. Um, It's not like you're paying more and getting better quality. Um, Another agent, she cited a hotel she often books in Florence, which was typically around 800 a night pre-pandemic. And now that same hotel is 3,000 per night. Adding to the complexity is dynamic pricing coupled with inflation. So a quote given to a client today might be significantly different just a week later or just a few hours later. Yep. And it also mentions, which we all know, airfare in particular is outrageous and shocking. Uh, Our friend Whitney from the Masters in Travel podcast had me laughing one day when she was joking about telling clients, oh, you want to go to Italy? Great. Air is $56,000 per person. Sound good? (laughs) Like that's about <laughs> what it feels like. That is what it feels like. Yeah. And it's um, it's weird because when people come to you wanting, if, if people are coming to me for summer travel and, you know, I'm telling them, first of all, similar to you, last minute, availability is really low um, and understanding the pricing is really high. And if they're asking, what do you suggest? I'm just like, don't travel this summer, like go in the fall or like change your dates because things are out of our control. It is what it is right now. And so unless you're okay with all these things we've mentioned, 
it might not be the best time for you to go. Um, I probably, I definitely don't go that far. I just tell them they have to be flexible with dates, perhaps go a shorter time, maybe switch to a different destination. Flexibility is the key if you want to go somewhere this summer. Um, cause I'm getting that sale. <laughs> oh man. I guess I, for FITs, it's very tough. I'm just, yeah, that's not, true. Minor, I, I just, do much more simple things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are no drivers, no rental cars. Like I'm not going to take a trip where there's nothing available at a reasonable price point. Um, and yeah, if things are not available, it's, it's right really now. tough. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing, Kareen. There's nothing available. <laughs> uh, well, the next challenge we've talked about a whole bunch, just concerns about changing protocols and testing. I don't think we need to dive back into that. It's it's still going on. Uh, I do think it seems to be getting a little bit more easy each week that passes by. But obviously, clients' concerns about getting stuck somewhere is a valid concern. I was sweating when I took my COVID test to go back to the States after uh, Amsterdam. I was like, because we'd been around so many people. There were people coughing and hacking. And even though I masked on the plane, I was nervous, but I was fine. Um, and then <laughs> I love the flight. No, I love split. So I was like, I'd be okay staying here for five more days to the best gelato place. It's right around the corner. <laughs> That's true. And I was in Amsterdam, which I think may be my favorite city on earth. So it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world, but luckily it all worked out. Mm -hmm. And then the final challenge is advisor burnout, which we've also talked about quite a bit in recent months. We know it's happening. We're seeing people drop off, drop out, shut down. And I think what you've done is really smart to protect yourself by blocking out some of your calendar so that you don't end up in burnout. You saw the signs, you took the appropriate actions, and it's it's important that we pay attention to what's going on to avoid ending up just trashing everything we worked so hard for instead of just pumping the brakes a little bit when we need to to get ourselves on track. Because the last thing you want to do is ruin your business by not servicing your existing clients and getting a bad reputation because you think you have to say yes to everyone that walks through the door. Exactly. And we talked about COVID confidence, but I think now, at least for me, I have some kind of COVID wisdom that mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gained from the past two years. And I never, I've been in situations where, and I know a lot of us have too, where you're just so burnt out. Like if you're, you might be like on the edge of burnout and you can feel it. And um, you might even have actually been there. And I know whenever I've been there, I just think to myself, like, I never want to get to this part, this, this place in my life ever again, because I'm not available mentally and you get physically ill. Like I'm not available mentally Mm -hmm. and physically to help my clients. And I want to make sure they have a great time and I need to make sure the delivery and, and the deliverables is quality, like things that I'm in control of. I want to make sure that those things are spotless and perfect. And so that way, when they encounter any issues, like we have all the things taken care of, like we know who to reach out to all these things. And so in trying to avoid the burnout, I, it was very scary. And I know we've talked about this um, on the podcast too. It was very scary to like close off my calendar because you do get into that mindset of scarcity. Like what if no one comes back and you know, all these things, 
but I knew what I needed to maintain the quality of my business, maintain the reputation, maintain everything. And I'm like, in the end, I need to trust this is the best thing for my business because I cannot, uh, I cannot work feeling like I am under a boulder. Like I need to be sure I have everything organized in my brain. And when I tell you that I have a slew of inquiries, like new inquiries and discovery calls scheduled for when my calendar opens, that gives me so much confidence that I did the right thing. And the fact that I am not like curled up in a ball after all the things that have happened during the trip and coming back, it just shows that I made the right decision for my business, even though it was very scary yep. to do so. Yep. I think, you know, something that Whitney and I teach in the Academy Marketplace and several of the courses, we go over how you really shouldn't be focusing on marketing until your client experience is on point. That's at the beginning of your business. But the reason for that is your client experience is what builds that solid repeat and referral business that's yes. much easier, mm -hmm. much less of a grind. So the same thing applies when you're heading toward burnout. It is in your best interest to focus on your current clients and your current trips in, term, in terms of a more secure future than continuing to take on new trips Yes, if you aren't able to service your existing bookings. So exactly. As usual, you're just smarty pants. <laughs> I had to hone, like I had to not peel back, but like pull back a little bit on the whole marketing part, because I think sometimes we're just on autopilot in marketing on social, you know, posting like, Hey, reach out for and reach out for a trip or send me a DM for an inquiry, you know, all these things were on autopilot. And I had to really stop myself and say, can you handle the additional volume that your marketing is bringing? And at that mm -hmm. time, the answer was like, no, I cannot, I am up to my capacity. Um, so I had to really pull back on that. And now it's just like starting back up again and planning trips for fall and beyond and into 2023 and all that stuff. But I knew I needed a break. And like you said, don't market if you're not able to, like don't market for new business if right now you're not in a place to handle that. If you don't have your processes and systems in place, if you don't have those things in place to take care of the clients that you already have. Because mm -hmm. I would say like all my new inquiries right now are not from social within the past like two months. They weren't from social. They were from referrals of people who had traveled this year already. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't do any active marketing and yet getting new inquiries in. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. Well, we had a lot to say on that subject. We did. Our next. And that's <laughs> all I have to article. say about that. <laughs> the next article is from Travel Pulse, and it is the most welcoming destinations for senior travelers. I think we talk a lot about younger travelers on the show because, you know, that's our future is getting in front of them. But mm -hmm. um, right now, I know a good chunk of my clientele is on the older side, and it's important for us to pay attention, especially in terms of accessibility. And I thought about this a lot when we were on the Croatia ship. You cannot be on something like that in a wheelchair. Um, I was surprised on my Viking cruise, there was a, a woman who used a wheelchair and usually they say no, but they were super accommodating, but I don't think it was really easy for her. You know, there was a lot of workarounds and she couldn't do everything. And we have to be aware of that. A lot of my travel joy setup clients ask me to 
put something in their inquiry forms around, about uh, mobility, which I think is really smart, so that you know how to advise your clients properly. So in this article, they ranked some countries on their public transport links, sightseeing opportunities, weather, and hotels. And uh, can I just go ahead and list top 10 countries for senior travelers? Yeah. Number one is the United States. And I will say that I love planning trips uh, in the U.S. when clients have mobility issues, because I know that there are going to be concessions for them, in, whether it's like national parks or, you know, hotels, everything, like public transit, everything. There, there are going to be concessions for them and they will have a better time versus going to a place like Rome where they don't have those ADA things in place. So the U.S., number one, Australia, Canada, um, Italy. And I think this is based on the number of hotels with um, concessions for mobility, um, not specifically the cities themselves. Spain, Germany, UK, France, Japan, and Turkey. And it actually says too that um, some of the worst places are Iceland, Luxembourg, and Slovenia, um, mainly because there are far fewer hotels that have accessible rooms. And then weather and transportation are also hindering in places like Iceland because of all the rainfall, slippery stuff, and um, and then Luxembourg was dinged for its lack of accessible hotels and fewer options for sightseeing and same for Slovenia. Yeah, and thinking about different the countries that are listed for the top 10 countries, I'm trying to think about how much they can see from a certain point of view. Like you could see, right. you know, just take, I don't know, the UK, for example, you can be in London, you can see so many things in a, in a small amount of space. Versus a yeah. place like Iceland, where it's like you got to go very far to see different things. Yep. They also broke down on uh, the top 10 US destinations for seniors. Las Vegas was the top of the list, <laughs> um, San Francisco, second. And then we have Chicago, LA, New York, Tucson, Austin, Seattle, Orlando, and Portland. Just thinking about Vegas. Got to roll up the wheelchair to one of those blackjack tables slot or slot machines and you're golden. <laughs> uh, I think we all know how I feel about Vegas. But, I love but. it. I love Vegas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Last on our list is an article from Travel Age West. And the title is Travel Spending is Up Despite Concerns. So this kind of connects to right. our first article about how things are so expensive right now. Um, according to a survey of nearly 300 advisors, despite economic concerns, clients remain excited about travel in general and are willing to spend more on their vacations this summer. In the study, part of Travel Age West's Need to Know research series, 73% of advisors say clients are spending more on travel now than before the pandemic. And I think a lot of that is because if you want to travel, you have to. Like, that's just yeah something you need to do if you want to go anywhere. Right. <laughs> but I do agree. It says that 58% of respondents report that clients are choosing more luxury travel options than before the pandemic. I see that as a trend in my clients. 
I am booking a river cruise group right now for people that normally just do Caribbean mm-hmm. and then all inclusives in the Caribbean. Um, so, but it says 35% indicate that their customers are willing to splurge more on travel. Another 72% say they're spending more because prices are higher. I see both. I mean, I do see people willing to give on pricing because they're so desperate to go somewhere. But I see a strong trend of people wanting like YOLO, let's do this. Especially if they are um, on a specific timeline. So for example, like if their kid is graduating high school this summer and they're going to college, like they are traveling this summer. Um, It says here, uh, one of the, the president of Lone Star Travel in McKinney, Texas, uh, Donna, she's put it as saying, my bookings for international travel are definitely 20 to 30% higher than before COVID-19. And even though clients are not happy about it, they are still booking and accepting the new norm. Yep. Also says, despite strong sales, most advisors are reporting that their clients are generally concerned with the state of the economy and rising prices. 55% say customers are somewhat concerned and another 34% are very concerned. I don't, I don't want to jinx myself, but so far I have not had anyone specifically say to me that they're concerned about the prices. I mean, I've heard a lot of, Ooh, you know, but not like, oh, this concerns me or stock market or even gas prices, mm-hmm. which of course um, I have to tell a lot of the people around me, if you saw the gas prices in the rest of the world, it makes the U.S. look like a dream. But yeah. <laughs> Um, it says, um, similar to what you just said, even with concern over the economy, the actual effect on travel seems minimal. Nearly two thirds of respondents say clients have not reduced their travel budgets and 59% report that clients have not changed their travel product choices to save money. People want what they want right now. They feel strongly that they deserve it because they do. Um, that's how I feel too. I'm not looking at how much I'm spending. I'm just letting it all pile up. <laughs> I'm not going to total it all up. I don't care. It's happening. Oh, man. Are we still saving Uh, for retirement or no? Is that that still something we're doing? (laughs) Just kidding. What's the point? (laughs) Um, Overall, as business returns after the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, nothing has diminished clients' enthusiasm over hitting the road again. Nearly all respondents describe their clients as either very or somewhat excited about traveling, and 63% say this excitement has not decreased in recent weeks. Did you feel like we were hitting like a fever pitch of some kind with travel? There was like a certain point where it's like everyone's like, we got to go right now. Yeah. And I think I might still be a bit in that fever pitch. They're really... Yeah, there's a a very enthusiastic (laughs) amount of requests coming in. And luckily, I have a team, so I can push off what I can't handle to the rest of the team, and we're covering it, but it's a lot. It is a lot. Are we ready for some headlines? Oh, yeah. All right, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Pulse, Americans care more about their travel companions than their destination. The results of a new research by the University of Florida's agency at UF, conducted in partnership with Carnival Cruise Line, revealed that travelers are already prioritizing who they're vacationing with rather than where they're actually headed. 
They also report that the leading travel booking company for travelers with disabilities, Wheel the World, is breaking barriers in travel by combining technology and crowdsourcing in its accessibility mapping system, which travelers can use to find detailed accessibility information about accommodations, destinations, and experiences in over 25 countries. One more from them says that Windstar Cruises reported that last week marked the highest grossing week of cruise sales since the start of the pandemic and one of the biggest in company history. Travel Weekly reports that the Crystal Symphony and Crystal Serenity will come up for auction in June. They also report that fully vaccinated travelers to Barbados no longer need a COVID test to enter the country, effective May 25th. Unvaccinated travelers are still required to prevent a negative COVID test result for entry. An article from afar says that the CDC now recommends COVID testing for all domestic travel. The updated advice comes as cases and hospitalizations are back on the rise in the U.S. According to Travel Market Report, Japan will test a limited reopening to some tourists from Australia, Singapore, Thailand, and the United States this month, the first time since the country welcomed tourists since the pandemic began. And our high note today is also from Travel Market Report. European summer travel returns to pre-pandemic levels. The number of U.S. tourists heading to Europe this summer has reached levels not seen since 2019, according to an analysis of travel insurance purchases by squaremouth.com. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.